Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nottingham Forest have bidded on a defender. Yes, as bidded on a defender. But have they, as the agent comes out and says otherwise? Welcome to your live forest transfer news. Good morning, good evening, or good night, wherever in the world you are. Whatever time of day you're watching this, hope you're having a fantastic day. And welcome to your transfer news update. Coming up in tonight's video, we're going to be talking about the latest on the centre-back issues. Forrest putting a bid in for a goalkeeper from Arsenal. we got Omar Richards speaking out about his long-term injury. A young gun striker linked to Forrest and a fiasco in the Daily Mail. Plenty to talk about. It's going to be a bit of a roundup of the week so far. We're doing this live. It's good to see you guys in the chat. Hope you are all well and uh welcome to the weekend all right let's get started but as always before we do please take a quick second hit that like button subscribe to forest fan tv if you are new and let's start with this center back issue because this is a bit of an interesting one so roger ibanez the 24 year old i believe he is defender plays at roma highly regarded highly rated and highly liked by none other then the special one himself and doesn't isn't really for sale but Fabrizio Romano tweets out today that Forest are interested in him in fact there was talks of a bid going in for 21 and a half million pounds for him and he's Brazilian and you guys know how much I love a Brazilian and I think even the happy clappers will be on board with Brazilians. Brazilians are fantastic. He is fast. He is right-footed, but plays at the left side of defense. Um, Well-drilled. You know Mourinho's going to have these defenders drilled, man. One of the most defensively-minded coaches in the world. Yes, he's coming to the end of his peaks, but still is a great, great coach on defensive side. But this guy would link up beautifully with Felipe. But a point in him isn't coming in for Felipe. It's the crisis we currently have at centre-back. Look, whatever you want to think about McKenna, whatever you want to think about Worrell, I don't think even the Happy Clapper Brigade can say that they would go ahead of Niakate and Felipe. I don't know what you guys in the chat think, but definitely those two, for me, in my opinion, are our two best defenders. With both of them being out, and we'll link this story in with... Uh, Felipe has 33 honkers. That's a lot of honkers. Thank you for subscribing. 
Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so with Felipe now being injured with a knee injury. Now, I can't tell you how long he's out for. I don't know. But he's definitely going to be out. And Felipe's probably not this year going to be able to be that warrior game in, game out, strap him up, chuck him out, you know, create that wall. And his centre-back is slightly becoming a bit concerning in terms of the priority list on Nottingham Forest. And I do expect Forest to try, almost not panic buy, but an emergency buy, if you like. Now, where this becomes interesting is Ibanez's agent has come out and said, there's been no bid, guys. What the hell are you talking about? No bid has been put in. He loves Roma. He loves the fans. He loves the city. He loves the club. And he's quite happy to stay here. But we will listen to offers. We will listen to offers. And that to me just smells of agent talk trying to drive up a fee. They will know that Forrest are in dire need of a centre-back right now. And the agents will do an agent's thing and try the best they can to push up the price. So on this one, it really is up to you who you want to believe. Do you believe that, that Romano... And Romano is solid, man. I mean, I'd say he's 90 to 92% in terms of getting things right, you know? Um, in terms of his sources, he's obviously hooked in with every agent and player going under the sun. And if he's going to tweet something, he's got his reputation at stake. And as Steve-O says in the comments there, Roma are desperate to sell. So I can see this happening. I can see a link, and I do like this link. I like that he's pacey. I like his age. I like how he's been brought up. Look, you guys know I love a Bundesliga defender, but Syria isn't that far behind. Yes, the pace they play at is a lot slower, but the whole league in itself is defensively minded. And that's what I quite like about the idea of him coming from the Bundesliga. So this one's on the cards, but it's a bit messy. I'm trying to get to the bottom of it, but we want to just give you a quick update on it. And if Ez is watching, stop goddamn what's happened to me. Anyway. Okay, so that's story one. But the key thing in this, what is definitely for sure, is that 90 to 92%. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Only FFTV is 100% right. Anyway, and I like that. Minutes and legs. I love doing this live. I love seeing these comments coming in. And I'd switch those percentages around, bro. I'd switch those percentages around. Anyway, you guys are just going to make me lose my train of thought. So I can see from you guys in the comments, a lot of you quite like him and would like to see him in. Let's bring up some of the comments. We'll do it in between the stories. Vinny's saying he's an absolute baller. Shane's saying sign him up. Evening to you, Henny. Evening to you, Matt, as well. Hope you're well. Steve-O likes him. Matt, the legend, is in there. How you doing, Matt? And plenty of plenty. Get the talk going. It's going to be a bit more of a relaxed stream tonight. Now, let's move on and talk about Matt Turner because Matt Turner is definitely on the cards. I don't know if you guys caught the earlier Dean Henderson update we gave um, on the channel. If you haven't, go check that out after this video. But Dean Henderson, I still believe, will become a Forest player. I've explained fully the reasons why the transfer has been delayed, really to just reduce the panic in the fan base and make sure everyone understands what's going on because there was a lot of misinformation flying around, a lot of rumors, etc. And hopefully that video helps just to settle you guys down. So if you haven't checked it, go check it out. But in a nutshell, Dean Henderson will be coming in quite late in to the story as Kenneth becomes a member so much Kenneth for the absolute legend but become a member it's exclamation mark member in the chat as my screen goes all funny suddenly okay 
So with Matt Turner, yes, he will be coming to Forest potentially. It looks like a bid's coming in, but there are dominoes in effect yet again. Deja vu, the whole Hendo thing towards the start of the summer. The whole key around this is the Brentford keeper moving from Brentford to Arsenal. Now, Arsenal have put in a £20 million bid to Brentford for him, but Brentford will not accept that. How do I know this? Logic. Because they've already rejected the exact same bid from Spurs a few weeks ago. They want to hold out for £40 million. This one needs to happen quickly for Turner to be released from Arsenal to then come to Nottingham Forest. It should have stopped lagging, hopefully. Um, so that's the problem with all of this. And add on the time issue with Nottingham Forest. We've got Arsenal in eight days. And you've got to say to yourselves, is it in Arsenal's interest to allow Matt Turner to come to Nottingham Forest when the first game he will face will be against Arsenal? So can you see Arsenal stalling this one? It would be tactically smart to it. Now, the cynics, the cynics in you would say, do they really need to, to worry about putting a goalkeeper in the net, you know, and that's going to change the result? I get that. I understand that. But it could actually happen. But Forrest's key desperation here is that they need a goalkeeper to start the season off until Dean Henderson can complete that medical and then come to Nottingham Forest, be fully fit and take the number one jersey, as we talked about this afternoon. Now, my thoughts on Matt Turner are this. I think 12 million is too much. You're kind of paying a premium on a um, on a Premier League player who's not really a Premier League player, if that makes sense. His second fiddle at Arsenal to Ramsdale. And I still think Leverkovic is snipeable for a cheaper price at 8 million. But Leverkovic probably wants to come to a club to be a first-choice keeper. And you have to ask yourself, what are the ambitions of Matt Turner? Because clearly he will know if he's spoken to the club, I'm sure they've been speaking about personal terms, etc., that... Um, he won't be first choice if when if and when Hendo does come in. And therefore, is he switching a seat on the Arsenal bench to the Forest bench? However, do understand that if uh, the Brentford goalkeeper goes to Arsenal, potentially either him or Ramsdale are going to be one and two. And therefore, Matt Turner is going to drop to number three. So technically, that could be the thing here where he sees himself dropping too far down the pecking order and wants to see himself up the ladder slightly. And obviously, Forrest are a bigger club than Arsenal. We have two stars. They have nil poids. Um, Keith saying, offer your services um, in goal, Wolverine. I think uh, you'd look good in a tight goalie outfit with the short shorts. I haven't seen in that, that attire before. And I do quite like the goalkeeper kit as well. Shanghai Noon saying... Why does no one pick up Leverkovic then if he's so great and cheap? It's because he's not European League proven, if you know what I mean. Um, where he is proven is at international level. And I think at 8 mil, and I think that's Euros as well, it's a risk worth taking. And, you know, this brings in the whole financial fair play debate as well, because obviously Forrest are tight on financial fair play. There's going to have to be outgoings for any kind of sourcing. And I don't think Forrest are now in a position where they're going to bring many players in either. So I, we're definitely going to bring two keepers in. As I mentioned in the earlier video, regardless of what Romano says, Forrest are definitely in the market for two goalkeepers. And I will make it clear that even if Matt Turner comes in, I've seen some weird things on Twitter where they're like, oh, that's it. Dean Henderson's not coming if Matt Turner's coming. BS. Forrest will get two keepers. And Dean Henderson 
is number one choice. The only thing that stops Dean Henderson is the whole medical thing that we talked about earlier. So, in terms of what Saif said, Livakovic, uh, did Livakovic not get sold? If not, then we should definitely kidnap him. He's very close, but it hasn't been finalized. I think he's going to a Turkish club. Still snipable. Still snipable, in my opinion. Okay. What we're going to try and do with these lives, just to make sure there's a bit of a flow. I'm reading your messages as they come in. In between stories, I'm going to reflect back on your comments, bring some up, and we can have a quick discussion point on there. If there's anything urgent, it's only me doing this at the moment. I haven't got the other FFTV boys around, and I'm modding it at the same time. So mods that are in the chat, Keith, etc., please keep an eye on the comments. Make sure there's nothing silly in there. But if there's something urgent you want to bring up during it, if I make some stupid mistake or something, just chuck it in a super chat, and that will come on the other screen, which is uh, easy for me for me to access. Um, Kev saying, excellent work, mate. It's not easy, but it's fun. But it's fun, especially on a Friday night. Everyone's finished work. Now we can relax and we can look forward to what do we got tomorrow? Another friendly. Can't wait for that. And by the way, we will have that watch along for you guys, as always, on the channel. Uh, Mamade is saying we need another center back. Uh, there's Ibanza would do nicely for me. Yeah, we've kind of given the um, the update on it. I can't honestly give you anything more than that. I would love to, but I don't know any more than's being reported. Obviously, we do have like people we can talk to as we grow on FFTV and stuff, but no one's really talking about it um, at the moment. As soon as we find anything out, we will, of course, let you know. Okay, I want to go on to a couple of other interesting stories. I'll touch on this one very gently. This is a very gentle link to Hugo Ikatiki from PSG. The young gun, 21-year-old, who actually played quite a lot of games for them last season. 32 appearances and four goals. May be available to either be sold or to loan. And I don't think they're going to sell him just yet. Now, the reason that's happening is a whole pecking order thing again with uh, Ramos pretty much a done deal going to PSG. And therefore, they may look to offload him. But I still think they quite like the look of him and want to keep him there maybe long term and a season out would be quite good. So Forrest have been linked. So have West Ham, shock, horror. Um, I'm not reading too much into it yet. I still think they're very, very dodgy grounds on the sources that are coming in from there. But here's a player I'd be very interested in. And I do feel we still need another striker. It's crazy, isn't it? Forrest bought 30 players in last season. And I still think we're six or seven short in terms of what Cooper wants to do. Now, in terms of the squad itself, I actually think there's a decent team there if everyone's fit, played in the correct position, in the right formation, with the right mindset approach. But look, we'll get into all of that at the barbecue on Sunday. And if you're coming, I can't wait to see you guys. The weather looks like it's on the turn in the right direction. We'll kick off from 3 p.m. at the Trent Nav. Get your tickets in. You haven't got long. You can always buy them at the door. So if you're free on Sunday and around in Nottingham, make sure you drop in and we're going to... We're going to have so much fun. It's going to be uncensored. So yes, um, kids and teenagers, shall we say, are welcome. Trent Nav have told us that's not a problem. But just make sure you, you know, I mean, Ant's going to be on stage. You kind of know what you're going to get with that, don't you? Okay, and then just a quick reminder. Look at this. LED signed frame TV Morgan Gibbs white shirt. I've never seen them sell so quickly in my life. The tickets 
for that raffle. If you want to be in on that, the link is in the description as well. I will touch on, as Gary Baldy forever saying here, uh, Sangare in just a minute. Remind me if I don't, because there's so many stories to get through. So that's the story on the youngster. I'm not giving it much credence right now. It still could happen, but it's nothing that's seriously um, linked currently. Okay, let's grab a couple of your messages and then we'll move on to the next interesting story. And we will be touching on the Daily Mail thing. I know a lot of you are asking about that. All right, let's have a look. Let's have a look. A lot of you are asking about Sangare. Um, we'll touch on that in a second. Mark saying, apparently he said he's happy at Roma and going nowhere. Yeah, but that to me is agent talk, mate. I feel like it's agent talk. Good to see you, Dina. Hope you are well. Uh, they'll be training with curtains around the pitch soon, says Eddie. And what else we got here? Keep these comments coming in. Bobby gets here. So sorry you can't make the barbecue all the way from America. Look at that, guys. Bobby from America was coming to the barbecue. Some of you lazy gits in Nottingham can't be asked to go. Come on, come on, sort yourselves out. Sort yourselves out. Uh, we need a non-Afcon striker, says the Maydog. That's a great point. Forrest, fun fact for you, have the most African players in their squad in the whole Premier League. And that is going to be an issue for us come January. But right now, if I'm being honest with you, that's not a priority. Either for me or I don't think for the club. At the moment, the club are just trying to put a team together to get out on the pitch. Uh, good to see you, Alanga. Hope you're well, bud. And Vinny saying, Ibanze uh, must must have been watching Felipe video because he loves to tackle. He's a good, solid tackler. He really is. Uh, I'm an odd individual. You are indeed stony. Okay. I want to move on to a situation that we have at left back. Another position that Forrest are struggling with. And we all know, well, we all know that I wanted Loddy. It couldn't happen, so be it. That's been, that's gone. We know that Einar's come in and he can play at left back. But the one that I've been harping on about for the last few weeks, the last year, of course, is Omar Richards. And it's been really interesting what he's come out and said. He's literally given a full dossier of what's happened to him over the last 12 months. And Omar Richards has gone through a lot. Honestly, reading through it and watching... Um, the videos on it you do feel sorry for him it's just like you know if he didn't if he didn't have bad luck he wouldn't have had luck at all kind of scenario so let me get you up to date on what we know about Omar Richards and this is coming directly from the horse's mouth so he came to Forest did the medical or we all know how that went let's not go on there apparently Maranakis is still pissed at Bayern and there's talks that he wants some money out of them don't know how true that is but it would make sense now with Omar Richards he came in did his medical started training and then got told afterwards it was almost like someone had re-reviewed the medical took <coughs> excuse me took him to one side it was like yo Omar over here son yeah your leg's not there man you know your leg fell off as the saying is in Dumb and Dumber. Well, you know, that's head fell off. But anyway, he was told there was a stress fracture. He had to then be flown out to Dubai to get the operation done and to do almost some, you know, warm weather training there. Had the operation, was recovering, and it was roughly in line with the World Cup, where the World Cup was happening as his recovery was progressing. And to be fair to Cooper, that was kind of the messages we were getting across in the media. Now, he came back and 
he was starting to feel a bit of pain in his leg when he was training and trying to play, etc. And they had it checked out by the medical team and the doctors, etc. And on the scan, what they found was the metal rod that was implanted into his leg was rubbing up against the bone and causing it a bit of friction and obviously pain for him. So they made the decision that they had to then remove one of the metal rods out of his leg to remove that, that friction that was being caused on the bone. And obviously just opening it up and creating an operation in itself is going to cause recovery time. So they did that. And that brought him in towards, I think it was about the January um, time of last year. And once he'd recovered from that and was getting towards fitness and it was getting late in the squad confirmation, because obviously you can reconfirm your 25-man squadder in January, he started to feel pain um, in and around the stomach area. And on scan, it revealed that he had a hernia. And that was it. That was game over for him. And that's what he's been out with since about end of January time until, well, not even now. I mean, he got back into the recovery mode towards the end of the season and was on his way there. But he's just had bad luck after bad luck after bad luck throughout the last year. And it, and it's, you know, we did we did joke about it um, throughout the season. Where's his leg? When will it grow back, etc. All with tongue in cheek, of course. We want nothing but a fully fit team for Nottingham Forest. But you do read it and, and you watch some of the videos he released and it's very, very moving. It's very hard for someone who's come to a club under this cloud of the whole medical thing through no fault of his own, really. I mean, he couldn't have identified the stress, stress factor himself. It was down to our medical or whoever did the actual medical themselves. It was their fault. And then every time he was so close to recovering, he ends up being completely set back because of something completely random and different. So what I like about it is the way he's kept himself motivated. He's trained hard. He's got himself into shape and he's almost declaring himself ready. We've seen this happen quite a bit with long-term forest injuries. We saw Nia Kate releasing a video when he was ready to come back. We saw it with Biancone. He almost released a mini-series um, after he was back and ready to play. And now we're seeing this with Omar Richards. Now, let's play a bit of, you know, uh, tinfoil hat on this one. Is this his way of telling Cooper, I'm ready, play me? Because Cooper has said about him and Biancone that he doesn't want to just overexert them throughout the preseason. Now, we saw Biancone for the first time in the last friendly, and now I know Omar Richards, not even named on the bench, if I remember correctly. Is this Omar Richards' way of trying to push into the thinking of Cooper? And I really like Anal from what I've seen of him so far. But if you really break it down, he's not a natural left back. Well, at least not for the last 12 months or so as he's played most of his football on the right-hand side. I really want to see Omar Richards be gi being given a run out because I do rate the player. I believe Forrest bought him in the first place as the number one choice at left back. And it wasn't until we got well, we got news of the injury did we see Forrest then go in for Ren and Roddy, but that was a fantastic signing. So it kind of worked out nicely. But he was brilliant at Reading. Yes, he didn't play that much at Bayern. And yes, I know he's had a whole year out. But in that year out, the players like that don't have anything they can do apart from hit the gym. And you almost see them bulking up while they're out. I remember when we had Tank on and he was talking about Jeff Thomas. And Jeff Thomas was out injured. What was he doing? He was in the gym day in, day out. It's almost to, 
to fill your, you know, to pass the time and fill your mind and feel part of the squad. And you see that with Omar Richards. On the odd occasion, you see him in a um, official Forest video. He's pumping some iron at the gym. So my point here, in a long-winded way, is he's obviously physically very fit. Where he's clearly going to be lacking is match time on the grass. And what better opportunity to get him on the pitch than against Frankfurt? In my opinion, he needs to be given a run out. I see this message from him as a declaration to Cooper, play me. And let's see what happens tomorrow. I'm looking forward to seeing that watch along. I don't know if I'm going to be looking forward to actually watching it, but it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes out of it. So hopefully he plays. How do you guys feel about Omar Richards? Do you want to see him play or do you think Aynar's the answer to our left back situation? Okay, what are you guys saying about Omar Richards? Let's get into the comments. Martin saying, Omar looks great for Bayern. Really looking forward to him playing. He's fast, he's quick, he defends well, and he can get up the pitch. That's what I like about him. Be interesting to see how he fits into Cooper's system. Ryan, all the way from the States, saying, some signings coming, uh, some signings coming good immediately. Some take a while for them to come into fruition. Patience is the key. Yeah, but how are, how are the Forest fans' patience right now? Vic saying rate both of them. Good they are pushing and uh, not just happy to collect a wage. Uh, Aynar isn't a left back. Yeah, he can, he is a left back, but he's been playing a right back most of his time. Uh, Matt saying let's get him on the pitch and see what he can do. As things stand right now, guys, and for the ones of you watching this later on, what I'd really like to know is who would you pick? Omar Richards, Aina, Tuffalo, I don't think is... I'd be surprised if Tuffalo makes the 25-man squad, to be honest. He may do just as backup because we're light on there, but I can't see him playing. Um, but yeah, who would you pick? Who would you pick right now if you had to? A left back. Maybe some of you will go Nico Williams. I've seen a few of those in the comments on a few of the videos. Play Serge Aurier, right? Serge Aurier even right back. And Nico Williams left back. And have Aynar and um, Omar Richards back up. Maybe that, you know, catches your drift on there. Uh, what's Kev saying here? That idiot croaker. God, he's a bellend, isn't he? And he's a Man U fan. Does that surprise you? Uh, from TalkSport was on earlier saying how we will be okay this year because we bought so well last season. Last season, he was slagging us off uh, for the scattergun approach. I give him no credence. And also, I don't know how good his sources are because he gets so much wrong for me. But yeah, um, I don't like him. There, said it on public YouTube. Crook, you're a dick. Anyway. Oh, God, here we go. Buy Maddie Cashback. Some people are way too sentimental, way too sentimental for it. Quick, get your comments in. This is a little mini break between stories. Let's see what you're saying. Uh, Martin's saying we can't tough sell Tuffalo. He is done. He may make the squad just as numbers, but we will have to see. Um, Vic would like to see Richards play. Matty wants to see Williams at right back. I mean, I'd rather see Williams at right wing back. Um, the evil cool aid says, do you think we will do good? And that's a really broad question, man. If you think for the season, I'm still, I'm still with my heart saying seventh or eighth, screw you lot. I'm sticking to my guns against Arsenal. I fear for the worst. I really do. Um, sentiments will destroy us says Phil. Yeah, that could be worrying. Um, the, the tan says so excited for the season. Hopefully Scarpa can get into the starting squad we've got a full breakdown of nottingham forest coming for you after the watch along tomorrow where dino on fftv high press has taken the time to assess 
the whole of last season and the improvement points, the good points, etc. And what Forest need to do going forward into this coming year. It's a really interesting watch. So watch out for that straight after the watch along tomorrow. Marky Boy says, really worried about our defence. Those that are not ruled out uh, haven't had any game time. Aurier looks off the pace. Uh, Felipe, <laughs> Philippi and Nia Kate are going to be big misses for the start of the season. Yeah, but Mark, it's fine. We've got Worrell and we've got McKenna. Apparently, they're the answer. But I get what you're saying. I worry too. Okay, let's move on to something else. And the next story is... Um, about this Daily Mail thing. Uh, loads of you, loads of you have been WhatsApping me and sending messages, etc. about it. Is it true? Is it not? What's going on? So for those of you who don't know, um, it's basically what the article is saying when you get rid of all the fluff is that players are owed bonuses after the season finished, basically because Forrest avoided relegation. Well, no sh shit, Sherlock. You know, most players have some form of bonus for year-long performances. So, for example, Man City players will get a bonus for winning a league. Um, who finished top four? Newcastle players will probably get a bonus because they finished in the Champions League spots. Villa players may get a bonus. Well, Villa, it may have been because they didn't get relegated. You know, that could have been the thoughts of that team. Remember where they were at the start of the season. So there's like all these bonuses. This is normal in football. Now, the article says that these bonuses haven't been paid out and that Forest are about to be hit with loads of legal things coming left, right and centre from players and agents owed money, etc. And then the article contradicts itself at the end where it says that Forest will be playing paying the players' bonuses at the end of August, a.k.a. in a couple of weeks' time. And the players that have left, and that's for the players who have stayed, and the players that have left, they too will also get their bonuses paid. So in a way, in a way, the article puts out a claim, puts out its premises on it, and then debunks itself by the end of the article. And I think... What's happened is they've gone for a very clickbaity title. I think they had a picture of Maranakas on there, etc. And they were, you know, everyone just read the the um the title and didn't read it all the way to the end. Now I know it's impossible. When you look at these newspaper sites, how many ads do they have on there, man? You have to scroll and find little sections here, there, and everywhere, and then try to pull the article all together. It's a pain in the ass. And as Eddie says, yeah, it's it's better used for toilet paper. It really is. So there is, look, there is bonuses to be paid out. There's no two ways about that. Even Jesse Lingard is going to get a bonus where he played. How many games did he play? I'm sure someone in the chat knows. Like five games for Forrest he started maybe last season. Zero goals, zero assists, two goals in the League Cup. Yeah. And he's probably on, I reckon if he doesn't, I would not be surprised if Jesse Lingard has cleared 10 million from Forrest for last year. I have no inside knowledge or anything like that on it. But trust me, with the relegation bonuses that would have been put into his contract, with his weekly wages, with his signing on fee, everything like that is just going to be a lot of money. And it's these are the things that are more frustrating to me than what we're seeing. And these are the things that are costing us, they're costing us signings and maybe pushing us closer to FFP. If you have a look at some of the players we've got that are nowhere near making the squad, I'm talking Harry Arter. I'm talking, obviously, that idiot Shelby, 
who's um, they're still trying to move out and struggling. Yes, there are a few links. I'm talking, who else, guys, have we got? There's, there's loads of the dead with Steve Cook. Steve Cook, yeah. Just these three players on their own, probably accosting Forrest. Like, Steve Cook is on, what, 33K a week? You've got Harriata on 30K, there's 65. You've got Shelby, he's on, who's on 65K. You're now at, what, 150, 120, uh, 130K? That's three players. Now, in a team that has probably 40-odd players on the books, I think it's 43 on the last count. Yes, there's some youth players in there. If you were just to get rid of all the Deadwood off that, you're going to clear so much off your weekly wages. It's ridiculous. And that really has to be the focus for Nottingham Forest. These players are draining us from the inside. And it's it's almost being unspoken of, you know. Everyone has a laugh at Harriata and the wages. And everyone is frustrated at Harriata and the wages. And deep down inside, everyone is kind of tipping their cap off at Harriata and his wages. Because you got to ask yourself, how does someone get this unlimited contract? Who is the idiot that negotiated that at the club in the first place? And what's his agent's number in terms of Arta? Can I please have it? And can he negotiate with my work? Um, on a better contract but a point here coming back to the point is that uh i forgot the point oh yeah let's get rid of all this deadwood getting rid of this deadwood would actually be more beneficial to forest than signing new players it would free up so much money and if you want to chuck speaking of deadwood chris wood into that equation then we know he's on somewhere between 80 and 90 000 a week and that's just ridiculous money for someone who is crap that's how much we're paying. For someone who couldn't score from a yard out the other night um, in the friendly. It's terrible. Uh, Jason here saying, uh, Larea going on loan again to a different Canadian team. Yeah, I think that got done a few days ago. Um, uh, you guys are... I mean, honestly, do we care about these players? At least they're getting off the books. I don't mind these loans. The problem we've got with these players that are going on loan is they end up being next season's problem again. And we have to try and ship him back out, find another club that are interested in him, etc. So that becomes the problem. Okay, so I'm just trying to see if I've missed any stories out. Um, yeah, there was one more to bring up about um, Hobart. So honing back in on the goalkeeper situation. With the goalkeeper situation, um, a lot of people have said, why didn't Luton take the option to buy on Hobart? Hobart. I can't say his name now. And, and I would, well, what I would say is exhibit A was our friendly last time. Ask him how good he is in terms of stopping a ball from a free kick coming at him at literally no pace. But the interesting thing here is what the looting guys are saying. I think I mentioned on the last Gore stream that um, one of the looting YouTubers that we know told me that he was crap. He had mistakes in him and he was shielded by the Luton defense. And that's why Luton didn't want to take him. And you know what? My boy from there, he's spot on. Because the Luton manager, Rob Edwards, has come up, come out now and he's explained why the club wanted to go in a different direction um, after they turned down the chance to get rid of the two sign Horvath. And basically, he said he was crap. <laughs> so do we want do we want to line up at Arsenal with and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but you gotta call the spade the spade with a Luton reject. Because by the book, that's what Horvath has become 
because Luton rejected the option to buy him. So happy clappers, cry away, call me negative, call me name calling, whatever you want, yeah? But technically, definitionally, he is a Luton reject. And for me, we don't want that. We're better than Luton. Surely, surely, at the very, even the most pessimistic of Forest fans would sit here and say, we are better than Luton. And if Luton are going to reject a player, then he should be nowhere near our starting 11 team. Now, having said all that, I don't think he's that bad. He had a shocker against, uh, I can't remember who he played last. Was it? it was Renz, wasn't it? He had an absolute shocker against them. And he shouldn't be at Premier League. He's a championship goalkeeper. I think he does fine there. But what do you guys think? If we don't get Turner over the line, if Dean Henderson can't be done till the end of the window because of the medical, as we told you earlier on in the previous video, do you start Shelby? Do you start Horvath? Or would you start uh, Hennessy? That's a real tough question. And the question I don't even want to know the answer to. I really don't. It's absolutely crazy. And um, guys, there's 300 of you in here. Thank you for chilling. Welcome to the weekend. Please do take a quick second, if you haven't already, to hit that like button and subscribe to Forest Fan TV. Let's get into a few of your comments, see what you guys are saying. Uh, Sci-Fi saying, we will line up with Horvath. Uh, there's no time to get another keeper in time. There's always time. You can literally get a, get a player in. I'll take you back to Morgan Gibbs-White when Forrest signed Morgan Gibbs-White last season. Um, I think we got him on the Thursday. As long as you can register him by Friday at 12 o'clock before the game or the if the game, assume the game's on the Saturday, they can be named in the squad. It's not a big deal. Um, Gary Baldy Reds, uh, Gary Baldy Forever, sorry, saying Horvath not Premier League. Good to see we finally agree on something. Chapo saying, yeah, Wolvie, which keeper are best? You know what? I'd stick Warrell and goal. I would literally stick Warrell and goal. I'm sure someone would probably have mentioned that in the comments. Uh, Meme says, I don't know much about Shelby, but no to Horvath and no to Hennessy as well. Uh, Evil Call saying, I wish we had Brian Clough back. Uh, we'll probably do a poll on it on the community tab. It's not a poll I want to know the answer to, though. Phil saying there will be an incoming goalkeeper in next week, you see. I'm I'm fully expecting Forrest next signing to be the goalkeeper. I think it will be Matt Turner. Um, I just think, and, and there it is, there's the Warrell comment. I knew someone would. I would just think that Arsenal may want to stall it. It's in Arsenal's best interest to stall it. And that's where it gets sticky. But at the same time, same time, they shouldn't care. They should be more interested in the money than they should be worrying about Forrest turning up at the Emirates and causing an absolute shock. Uh, this random guy in the chat here, who's this guy? He's saying, compare Clough with Cooper is like comparing Megan Fox with Susan Boyle. Who's comparing Clough and Cooper? I, I'm not even scrolling back to see comments like that. Uh, Yates at centre-back if no one else is fit. Um, look, you want to know, guys, what I would do at centre-back? I would put Biancone in at centre-back. Biancone is a good defender. He's also twice as fast as any of the defenders that are currently fit and available. Honestly, I don't think he's a bad player at all. Yes, he's not broken into the Premier League, if you like, but he is a good defender and he can play at centre-back. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, he did come on at centre-back against Rennes and we conceded less goals with him in the team than before he was in the team. Still conceded, but whatever. Um, James saying, we have Bolly. Of course, we got Big Willie. Big Willie can still play. And I think he is underrated as well. 
I still think he's one of our better defenders. In fact, if it came to putting a hierarchy of our defenders in order, I would go Felipe and Niakate as the top two. I would then put Bolly in third. I would then say, between Warrell and McKenna, it's take your pick. They have their strengths, they have their weaknesses. I think McKenna's the better defender, but he's the more negative of the two players in terms of progressing the ball forward. I think Warrell is the worst of the two defenders, but at least he does play forward progressive passes. Yes, sometimes they are Hollywood balls down the line, etc. And Warrell has a bigger voice than McKenna as well on the pitch. So I'd probably put Warrell ahead of McKenna when you balance it all up. But we do need another centre-back. But what I would say is, although the title of this video is Players Are Incoming, it's not going to be a lot. I would not be surprised if all we see between now and the close of the window are two keepers coming in, Matt Turner, Dean Henderson, and one centre-back. And that pretty much could be it. Because Sangare, that's what... You guys didn't remind me. Why didn't you guys remind me about Sangare update? I am now... If I had to scale this Sangare one, I'd say Forrest is still interested. Very interested in him. But there are bigger clubs coming in. And I hate using that word in the same sentence as Forrest, but whatever. PSG are in for him. There's a couple of Premier League teams interested in him. We've already spoken about Liverpool, etc. And my feeling is... And from what we hear is that he's not that interested in Forrest. Maybe it was the PSV game that we played against him the other week. But I don't want to get anyone's hopes up because I'd rather get my hopes up first before anyone else's. And I don't see him. I don't see him coming to Forrest. And I would say, like, like me or hate me, you're better off being in the same mental position about it as I am. Because if you think he's coming in and he doesn't, you're going to feel disappointed. If you don't think he's coming in and he magically appears, then obviously you're going to be excited as well. And I don't think Forrest will go in for Tyler Adams either. Although there have been a few journalists linking him lately, it's this whole injury thing and there's interest from other clubs. His release fee clause is about 25 mil. I still rate him. He would have been one and two with him and Sangare on my shopping list. Well, they were when we did that video the other month. But again, if you if you held a gun to my head right now, I know some of you would pull the trigger. I would say, if you ask me how many more players we're going to see coming through the door, it will be two goalkeepers and a centre-back. And I think that could be pretty much it. And the only reason we're getting the centre-back in is because both Niakate Niakate, sorry, and Felipe are both injured. I hate to be the bearer of depressing news. I know we all love a good signing, a big name. But then we can hold the club to account for this because the message coming out um, at the close of the last window or the start of this one was that we were going to get a marquee signing. We were going to get that big name signing. You know, there was going to be something for the fan base to get excited about. And unless they're going to try and spin Alanga as a marquee signing, and they would be spinning forever to convince me that's the case. Um, I can't see I can't see a big marquee signing coming up. I mean, Josh, you, you're not far off the mark. That could be our most expensive signing of the summer window. And he may not play a single minute for Forrest, or I hope he does not. Um, in terms of Nonto, there's zero links. There's zero links to Forrest and Nonto. I think he was linked to Everton, but even that's gone quiet. They don't want to pay um, the fee that Leeds want. So there's a lot of money. 
Okay, um, Mark, this is a good point. This is something I do want to mention. About Kane. Kane does still have a knock-on effect on Jono. Look, if you think Jono's staying, if you think he's going, what what I can tell you is clubs will be in for him. He's he's hot property. Because Kane going, look, the report we told you the other day about um Spurs being interested in Jono, there is some legs behind it, but it's not as the reports were saying as a direct replacement for Kane, because he's not a number nine. I mean, I'm talking about Jono here, not Kane. I mean, you'll have your own opinions on Kane. But in terms of Jono, what people forget is the extra factors he brings into the likes of Spurs. And that is Kane being English and homegrown. If he goes, they have to replace with the homegrown to get their quota up. So therefore, could Jono go to Spurs? I don't see it. I don't see it. But the deal would suit Spurs. But what it could do, and more importantly for Forrest, and whatever Jono wants to do is, we don't know. It's his business kind of thing. But Spurs could be key in this whole Jono fiasco that they could end up being the ones to drive the price up and maybe Brentford come in and find some coppers in the back. I, look, I cannot see him going to Brentford. All the Brentford fans that keep randomly popping up. Sorry, did I say fans? I meant all the Brentford fan that keeps randomly popping up um, in the comments every now and again, talking the big talk like they're a bigger club. I mean, you're going to have to convince Jono with some serious dosh. It's going to have to be like you're offering him some Saudi money to get him to come to that dump of a G-Tech stadium of yours. But I don't know. I I, I don't know what's going to end up happening with Jono. Uh, but I do think this Kane thing could trigger could trigger the start of, of hopefully if he hopefully if he's going. And that doesn't mean hopefully he's going. You get what I'm saying? But hopefully, if Kane goes, I kind of want Kane to go because then we will get more money for Jono because Spurs will start to raise the price um, of him if they do come in. Okay, that is pretty much everything up to date with Nottingham Forest. Keep an eye on the channel. We've got the watch along coming tomorrow. We've got the in-depth on Forest straight after that. There's also the first fantasy Premier League stream coming straight after that as well. So make sure you got your popcorn stocked up. Make sure you got the drink stocked up. From 2.15 tomorrow, you're going to need nowhere but us and you guys on YouTube. We're pretty much going to carry you through most of the afternoon and into the early evening. So quickly hit that like button if you haven't already and go get those tickets exclamation mark barbecue there's over 100 people coming in um already i'm not i haven't seen the ticket numbers for a good few days so thank you to everyone who's got their ticket it's going to be an absolute blast or at least it is it's going to be unorganized organized chaos is the way i would describe it and if you just want to turn up on the day and grab your tickets please do but We've got lots of plans and it's going to be really fun and really interactive. So thank you all so much for watching. Get that Morgan Gibbs White um, frame before I do. We'll see you unless something breaks tonight. We'll catch you tomorrow. Come on, you Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.